The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. This is your Saturday. May 1st edition, I am your host, Santino Cacone, and I'll be breaking down this 10-game slate for you, a solo. And before we do that, I do want to give a quick shout-out over to our guys at MyBookie, simply the best sports book around, and today is the Derby Day for everybody who loves uh, horse racing and whatnot. Um, they're giving away some cool stuff during the horse race. I know they're giving away uh, casino chips also, free of charge, $10 casino chip. Uh, but they also have, uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but it says free prizes all day if you're if you're active. Um, it's called the Derby Party. Some other cool stuff on there. Uh, so get in there. I know <laughs> I know my mom's been um, asking me a lot, hey, I really want to bet on the Derby and stuff. She loves these things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's if you want to join, get halfway up or your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks by simply entering the promo code hoopball upon your first deposit. It's awesome. Uh, again, fully fledged casino platform with live dealers and any sport you want to bet on is there. Uh, but let's just jump right into it after that. Uh, as I mentioned, there, uh, this is Saturday edition. We have a big a whopper, I should say, a whopper of a 10-game slate here. Uh, they don't start till 7, one game 7, one game 7.30, and most of them at 8, one at 9, two at 10. Um, those are Eastern Standard Times, by the way. And we have a ton of back-to-backs, I'll say it as I do the matchups, but we have 2, 3, 4, 5, wait for it, 6 teams on the front end of a back-to-back, and then 2, 4, Six, wait for it, seven teams on the back end of a back-to-back. If you're counting at home, that's 13 teams on one end of a back-to-back. As you can imagine, this is going to be very dicey. I'm recording this one earlier. I waited the day of, but this super early in the morning. Um, <laughs> the injury report is sure to change. I'm going to have a lot of ifs, ands, and butts, but I'm going to try and uh, curb all those and just do it from a general what we know of now. Uh, give some sort of what happens if this happens, but I'm going to try and use the information we have now, and then on Discord we can figure it out later. But um, 10 game slate, 20 teams total, 13 on one end of a back to back. You can imagine the injury reports are going to be weird early and then just blow up later. Uh, But let's get right into it. The first game on the docket is the Detroit Pistons at the Charlotte Hornets. And we have a spread for every game, this one. Uh, On this game, the total is 213, and the Hornets are 7.5-point home favorites. On the injury report, for the Pistons, we have Wayne Ellington, Jeremy Grant, Corey Joseph, Ronnie McGruder, Jaleel Okafor, Mason Plumley, Dennis Smith Jr., all out. And he's my dude, Diallo, doubtful. On the Hornets side, we have Monk 
and Lamelo as questionable, and Gordon Hayward as out. Yes, a whopper of an injury report for um, for these guys. And for the Hornets, they are on the front end of a back-to-back. For the Pistons, I will start with the Pistons. They are the away team. And, I mean, there's a lot of value to be found here, huh? Uh, most of their team is out, eight players out, um, and pop, probably Diallo. So there's not gonna there's going to be a lot of love to go around here, especially in a fast-paced matchup with a defense that isn't that good. Uh, but Isaiah Stewart, he's now 6,500. He's still in play. He's putting up value. Whenever there's no Mason Plumley, he's a near double-double. He gets a lot of blocks, uh, gets some steals. This guy is pretty good. And if you're going to see 29 to 35 minutes or so, as long as he doesn't get into super deep foul trouble, we probably won't in this matchup. Um, but, yeah, I expect value to be had. Uh, we know he has 50-point upside. Could could happen in this one without a with the Hornets not likely to run a true center for um, the majority of the game. Outside of him, I mean, I don't mind taking stabs at a couple of these guys, but I'm probably going to lay off uh, Jackson and Bay at their price tags. Also don't mind having them. Uh, there's really not many people on this team that are healthy, but Killian Hayes is another guy. Again, he's not shot the ball great. He's only shot the ball two of 11 the last two games, so he's not making much much of that, but he's still putting up near value with those low shot attempts and with those low makes, I'll say, barely any, because uh, he does rack up the assists. He gets a lot of steals. Uh, he does pitch in and block sometimes and some rebounds. And if Corey Joseph's out, Dennis Smith Jr.'s out, they barely play Saban Lee right now, so it's all Killian Hayes right there. And this is a very good matchup, uh, at, and he's still only 4,600. Frank Jackson, another guy to take a look at. He might draw the start again. Uh, he didn't in the last one, but he could possibly do that in this one. And even if he doesn't, I would expect 25-plus minutes with everybody out. And he's a guy who does take a lot of shot attempts. And you can easily, the last two games, he's brought over 24 uh, fantasy points back and at 3900 that's some solid value there and you can look at that again if you're going under the 4k mark and then Sequoy at 3100 he started the last game played 29 minutes he only brought back 18 fantasy points but he dropped 14 actual points on 10 shots I uh, took five half of his shots were threes if he's going to play near 30 minutes you're not going to find that too much uh out of a guy at near minimum value just over minimum value so i think there's a lot to like here stewart hayes jackson and, and sequoia would be the guys i'd look at at their respective price tags on the other side of the ball um we can look uh the big news here is no pun intended lamello ball 6900 if he starts or not not starts if he plays it kind of hits people a little bit uh, malik monks also might come back um Devontae Graham is the one that that would target the most. He's been playing a lot of minutes lately. Uh, very solid price tag, only 6-4. Brought back over 40 points the last three games. Uh, if both of those guys are out, or if just LaMelo is out, I still like Devontae Graham in this matchup at 6,400. If they do play, that just takes some minutes, some shot attempts, some usage, some ball handling duties, and I'm probably not going to go after any of them at their respective price tags. I don't think... They're going to throw LaMelo in there for 30-plus minutes, first game away, nor Malik Monk. Um, and Devontae Graham's just going to lose some some loss there. 
Um, but can look at Bridges if LaMelo does play. Him and LaMelo were playing very well together off the bench earlier in the year, uh, and anytime they were on the court together. So I like him either if, if he doesn't play or he does play, but I if if he does if LaMelo does play, I like him a little bit more at 7-3. Uh, P.J. Washington, it, Isaiah Stewart is not uh, known to guard out at the three-point line like that, uh, and that's where P.J. Washington takes a lot of his shots. So I don't mind going P.J. Washington at 6-7. And then if Lamelo and Malik Monk are both out for this one, Cody Martin at 4-3. Guy's been playing a lot of minutes. Uh, he's racking up some rebounds, some some defensive numbers. Uh, but if they do play, his minutes are at most uh, in jeopardy in between the starting lineup. So again, this is one of the ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, but that's because we do have people actually on the injury report as questionable, not just some speculation. All right. Let's go to the next game that starts. And that that was the only game that started at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the rest, the next one is 7.30 and then a bunch of 8s and then 9, 10, 10. Uh, the next game starts at 7.30, the only one. It is the Golden State Warriors at the Houston Rockets. We have a spread for this one. Uh, it is the Warriors are 7.5-point road favorites. So if they were home, that's probably uh, 11.5-ish. But this is the second highest total of the night followed by the game that we'll get to next, but uh, or actually not next in DraftKings, uh, on the DraftKings slate, but uh, this game has a 234 total, game total. Uh, the Rockets are on the front end of a back-to-back. On the injury report, we have quite a few people on both teams. Uh, we'll start with the Warriors. We have Draymond and Kelly Oubre as questionable. I, Steve Kerr said he thinks that Dre would play. I'm not so sure about Kelly Oubre. That's uh, truly questionable at this moment. Uh, Damian Lee, Eric Pascal, Wiseman, Thompson are out. On the Rockets side, we have Avery Bradley as questionable. Then DJ Augustine, Sterling Brown, Dante Exum, Eric Gordon, Daniel House, David Nwaba, John Wall, all out. Start with the Warriors. Um, sometimes the coach does say that they'll play. And they don't play, especially in this season. So we'll just say Draymond is truly questionable, uh, as is Kelly Oubre. Um, Steph Curry is a guy that I'll look at in each scenario. We do have a ton of people over the 10K mark. There are seven people, 10,000 or more, and then we have a 9.8 and a 9.9. So there is a lot of priced-up guys. Uh, Curry would be in my player pool. Right now, I have a handful of, of those guys in my player pool, and depending on what type of news we get is when I'll start dwindling more of those down. But uh, as of right now, I dwindled down a couple, but I'm still waiting to see where the news shakes out, if we get a ton of value uh, and where it would come from. And and if Draymond misses, I mean, Curry against this Rockets team uh, just gets more use, more ball handling duties because Draymond is getting a lot of assists lately in, in handling the ball. Uh, but Steph Curry, regardless, is a guy that I'm looking at at 10-6. Outside of him, I'm looking at Kent Bazemore. He's still super cheap, uh, only 4,600. He started the last game. He started the, quite a few games before that, when he, before he had to go in the health and safety protocols. I uh, had a double-double in the last game. I don't expect another 10 rebounds or such, but he's getting a lot of steals, getting some blocks. He is pitching in rebounds and assists. Uh, taking near double-digit shots. 
and he's just generally been pretty good for his price tag and, and hitting value there. So I like him. And Juan Toscano-Anderson, this guy I'll keep an eye on at 3,900. Uh, as I mentioned, Draymond, Ubre, both questionable. Bazemore has been starting over Ubre, and Ubre comes off the bench. But if Draymond misses, uh, it's probably going to be Toscano-Anderson getting the start. And or, or if just one of them or two of them misses, he's still going to play a solid chunk of minutes. Um, and at 3,900, we can expect some solid value there. Uh, if they both play, then I'd rather just play base more. But if both of them miss or one of them miss, he, he'll be in my player pool. And that's it for the Warrior side. On the other side of the ball, we have the just I, <laughs> the Sato big three is what I'll call them now. Uh, and, and Christian Wood, Kevin Porter Jr., Kelly Olenek, they're all in my player pool. Um, Christian Wood is now at 8700 And while that's somewhat expensive... Uh, he's been he has three straight games over 50 points. He's looking healthy again, and in the last one he didn't have a double double. The first the two games before that he had monster double doubles near 20 20 games. Uh, this one he had 31 and, and nine, but he's taking a lot of shots. He's commanding usage. He's playing a ton of minutes in those last three games. He's averaging 38 minutes, uh, and this is a good matchup. I mean the Warriors don't have great interior depth, and Draymond and Kelly Oubre. Uh, both enter this game as questionable. So that's was their pretty much their starting power forward all year, and uh, they're starting small forward slash power forward slash center slash whatever they need Draymond to be. Um, so I like Christian Wood there. Kevin Porter Jr. is coming off a mammoth of a game. He dropped 50 actual points with 11 assists and five rebounds. Yeah, good matchup for him. He's he's 7400. He only jumped up 400 from that monster game. And he's in my player pool. He can easily bring back value in this one. Kelly Olynyk. every time I say it, I'm like, eh, do I really want to? But this guy's just been crushing it lately. He's playing a ton of minutes, and he seems to fit very well next to Christian Wood in, in, in this lineup. Uh, four straight games of 47 or more fantasy points. I could see that continuing again. He In the one game he played against Golden State, he dropped 38 fantasy points. So... Even if it's not 40 or plus, it's he's still bringing back value. So he's in my player pool for that. Uh, as expensive as that sounds for Kelly Olenek, he's just been playing out of his mind lately. And that's where all that's the extent of the guys I like on the Houston Rockets, unless something changes uh, in the future or uh, in the future. I guess I guess it is in the future, but uh, the future of today. This next game is the first game that we have on the DraftKings docket at 8 p.m., and that is the Chicago Bulls at the Atlanta Hawks. On the um, sp- For the spread, we have a 213.5 total, and the Hawks 5.5-point home favorites. Neither team has an injury report submitted as of yet, and if you're paying close attention... You should know why, because both teams are on the back ends of back-to-backs. Yes, I slowed it down there for you guys. Uh, But we can say confidently that Zach Levine will not be playing in this one. He has been ruled out as of this morning, Uh, not on the official injury report, but that those those come at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5.30 and 8.30. So we can expect Zach Levine not to make his, his return yet. And I will say the people that missed last night, uh, Troy Brown Jr. and Laurie Markkinen, 
Both were out for the Bulls. And on the Hawks side, Trey made his return. But we had Bogdo, Weirder, uh, or Herder, uh, Hunter, Cam Reddish, all out for the last one. Uh, I would say Hunter and Reddish are out. Uh, Hunter's getting closer. But Herder and Bogdo are definitely questionable. Maybe so is Trey. Maybe Capella is because this is the back-to-back and they missed a game or so. Uh, Trey missed a couple games and he just came back. So maybe they're not ready to go either. And this is where the ifs, blanks, buts, blanks come in. And I'm just going to go with what we know right now. But we'll start with the Chicago Bulls side of the ball because they are the away team. Uh, And the people I like here are Kobe White, Daniel Tice, and... Thomas Sadoransky, or it's Tomas. I think it's Tomas, and I like that much better. Even if it isn't, I'm going to go with that. Um, it is Tomas. I just like it better anyway. Uh, but Kobe White, 6,500, hasn't been shooting the ball well lately. Uh, last three games, 400. he hasn't shot over 400% or 40% 400. Jeez, imagine that. <laughs> he hasn't shot over 40%, um, but he has been the primary ball handler getting a lot of assists, and he's been taking te- shots in the teens. If that continues, in it looks to be a juicy matchup, uh, whether Trey plays or not. Uh, that's where I want to attack is the backcourt of the, the the Hawks, and that's where uh, Kobe White can do some damage at 6,500. That's still a solid price tag for him. He hasn't shown the immense upside that he sometimes can on occasion, uh, except for a couple games or like four games ago. Um but he does have the upside to get 45-plus points, uh, even touch 50. So I like taking shots at him at 65. Daniel Tice, if Markinen misses, um, Dad Young could draw the start, but Daniel Tice has been. If Markinen misses, that's extra minutes for both those guys. I'll take the discount, uh, the $700 discount with the guy who's starting, and that that's why I like Tice. I don't think he's... In this particular matchup, the the Hawks are very good uh, in their interior defense and with Capella and John Collins, so I don't love it. But if there's no marketing, he gets extra minutes. He's starting. Uh, last night he played 25 minutes, and he had a double-double. And uh, if he does that, easily brings back value at 4,400. And that's why I like Tice there. And Sadoransky, uh, the backcourt of the Hawks is where you can attack and if Markinen misses, uh, we know Levine is out, uh, Troy Brown Jr., that just gives him a couple extra minutes. Uh, even in limited 22 to 26 minutes, uh, he can bring back value here at just 3500 Very cheap value um, play here. So I like everybody at their respective price tags. Uh, I won't go out of my way to play them, but they are there for if you're down, uh, digging cheap, and then Kobe White for the, the mid-tier guy. On the other side of the ball, kind of weird, uh, back end of a back-to-back. A lot of these players have been in and out of the lineup the last two weeks or so, but I'm sticking with the backcourt for now, and I'll say if, uh, I'm going to say a lot of ifs, but I'll leave it like that. I like the backcourt against the Bulls. The Bulls get chewed up in the backcourt, uh, possibly even in the front court, everywhere on the court. Uh, but Trey Young and Bogdanovich, I like those two at their price tags. Trey Young is a cheaper alternative to some of the high-priced guys. Uh, I know he came back last 
night, so I don't know how many minutes he plays or if he even plays, and that's obviously something you're going to have to keep an eye on. But if you wanted a discounted stud in a very good matchup, Trey Young would be that guy. Um, and Bogdanovich, he missed the last couple games, so I don't know if he plays this one. But Trey Young might not play this one. He might play this one. 7,600 as a starting point guard in this environment. Yes, very much so like it. Uh, if they both play, I like them slightly. I'll, I'll like them, but slightly less than I would if one of them misses. Uh, that's pretty much the extent of where I am looking at the Hawks. But I expect after 1, after 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that their injury report just gets weird and people change. But right now I'm just going with what we know. Let's go to the next game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is the Miami Heat at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, we have a spread for this one. It is the Heat are 10-point road favorites, and the Cavs, uh, and then the total is 208.5. On the injury report, we have quite a few people. Uh, the Heat are on the front end of a back-to-back. The Cavs are on the back end of a back-to-back. But the injury report... Uh, as you can imagine, Cavs have nobody yet. The Heat have Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo as out, and Gabe Vincent as probable. That said, uh, on the Cavs side of the ball, Darius Garland left last game and did not return. So he is probably out for this one, I would assume. Matthew Deladova uh, was recently ruled out for the season. Mar Stevens, Dylan Windler, both out. Torian Prince, Larry Nance should be out, and Isaiah Hartenstein missed the last game. So they have quite a few people on that injury report. And Colin Sexton returned on Friday uh, after a week off with a concussion. I don't, maybe they don't push him either. So a lot of ifs and buts, but I will keep it to what we know. Um, on the Heat side of the ball, uh, the guys I'm looking at mainly are Nunn and Drogic. Uh, with no hero, no Oladipo, they should both be playing some good minutes at 56 and 5,500. Uh, that's quality price tags. There's no Darius Garland, uh, so the matchup gets a little bit better too. I'm shying away from Butler and, and Bam because we have so many high-priced guys here. i got to cut some guys out. This game could get ugly. The Cavs aren't great first off, and they're going to be shorthanded, um, I would assume, second off. So I would rather spend my higher priced dollars elsewhere between those two, but none in Drogic, especially none. He should be playing a lot of minutes regardless of the score uh, with no Oladipo, no hero. Both of them are going to get a little bit more ball handling duties, a little bit more shots, a little bit more court time. Uh, their usage goes up and that's where I'll be going uh, in this particular matchup on the other side of the ball. I'm just going to go with what we know. I'll say Sexton is playing, even though that's questionable. Uh, but Garland probably doesn't. And Kevin Love has been playing the last few back-to-backs, so he probably plays again. Um, but I think the people that I'm looking at the most are the last set-eye. Uh, without Garland here, and possibly not Sexton, but we'll just say without Garland. 5,700, this guy, he usually takes over the... Sato point guard role and, and gets a lot more usage here. I think that's a little more expensive than I want to go, but uh, for people that want to differ from the field and get some more exposure to this game, even though it is the lowest 
total on the get, on the docket. Uh, you can do a one-off with Osman, I think. Uh, and that's likely the extent of where I want in this this Cavs team. This is one of the games that I'm re- really not getting much exposure to outside of uh, like a one-off or so. <clears throat> Let's go to the next game at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is the Memphis Grizzlies at the Orlando Magic. Uh, a rematch of last night where the Grizzlies were the home team and the Magic were visiting. Now they're flip-flopping. The Grizzlies are traveling to Orlando. They're both traveling to Orlando but playing against each other again. And if you're paying attention, that means both of these teams are on the back-to-back, on the back end of a back-to-back, I should say. Uh, for the spread on this one, we have a 224.5 total, and the Grizzlies are 10.5-point road favorites. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go with that one. And again, no injury report submitted as of yet because both teams are on the back end. But we'll say who was missing the last game. Jaron Jackson Jr. missed the last game, and they already said that he will be playing in this one. Uh, Grayson Allen missed the last game also for the Grizzlies, and he's surely questionable, I would say. He came in questionable, went through shoot-around, and then got ruled out. For the Magic, Ross, not sure when he's coming back. He might play, he might not play. Okay, oh, Okiki is out for this one. Uh, Otto Porter Jr., and Michael Carter-Williams. I'm just going to leave off uh, Isaac and Fultz and, and Kennedy. Uh, but those guys are questionable, too. Otto Porter Jr. is probably not playing. Uh, Carter-Williams and Ross are going to most likely enter questionable and then be ruled out. But we'll start with the Grizzlies side of the ball because they are the away team, and that's what we usually do. And I like two people here. I like Triple J, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. This is a matchup that he can take full advantage of. So he burst onto the scene in those first two games. He's averaging <laughs> just under five fouls a game in limited minutes, but this is a game I don't think he has to worry too much about foul trouble. And he burst onto the scene in those first two games, uh, getting over 33 DraftKings points. Last two, not so much. Uh, the last one was 27, but this is a game he can easily top 30 points again, uh, 35, even in limited minutes. So I, I like him here. Um, this guy's just super talented. The only thing that's – he's a little bit rusty, and he's not going to play a full complement of minutes. That's the only thing against him right now, but uh, he still can bring back value here, and he probably won't be highly owned in this one. Uh, and then DeAnthony Melton, assuming Grayson Allen misses again. DeAnthony Melton, he only played 21 minutes in the last game uh, in this rematch or – how do you say that? How do you say the first match of a of a rematch? Uh, I don't know. I'm lost for a word right now, but you guys get the point. He played 21 minutes in that first one, shot only one of eight last night, but still had five boards, three blocks, an assist, a couple points, uh, and brought back near value. And I like him again if, if Grayson Allen misses. I would expect a couple more minutes and a couple shots to fall. Uh, but again, that that would be the extent of my Grizzlies plays because this could be a blowout and it depends on who's actually going to be rolled out um they're fighting for to get in to keep that eight seed and possibly to get the seven seed um and we don't but it is the magic and they could just rest a bunch of people and still win so uh, that's something to pay attention for as is most of these or as are most of these injury reports but on the orlando side of the ball um 
I like a couple people here because there are a lot of people out. And one of them is Mo Bamba at 5K. He's a little pricier. He's still teetering on value there. Uh, but anytime this guy gets 29 minutes, he's going to bring back value, even at this price tag. Uh, he has, in, in his last five games, he has uh, three games over 35 fantasy points and then a 26 and a 20 in there. So even when he's not playing a ton, and, and the 20 was uh, just on 19 minutes against the Lakers. Uh, but it, this isn't a lot of minutes, dude, that he's been playing in this last five either or or since um, they made those trades. But he's just a permanent guy, and he's been very good. I, I uh, He gets a lot of rebounds. He gets a lot of shot, uh, shot blocks. He scores, and he hits threes. He does a lot in his short amount of time. Uh, very good, pretty good from the field, solid from the three-point line. But he just knows he's a big, big, lanky guy, and he knows how to use his size and length. Um, and that 5K in this matchup, I like it. It's it's not bad. Uh, and the other guys, Gary Harris at 4'8". I mean, so many injuries. This guy's taking uh, double-digit shots all the time. And the last four, he's his, he started off not playing too many minutes because he missed a while when he was on the Nuggets, and then he missed games when he was on the uh, got, after he got traded. But the last four, he's played over 31 minutes each game, and at 4,800, that's what we want from him. He's starting to take more of a facilitator role with Cole Anthony because a lot of people are are out. RJ Hampton, they they play more at the two, and that's only going to boost his value, especially in this matchup. Uh, and at 4,800, we can look at him. And then the last guy I'll look on this team is Mo Wagner. 3,300. He drew the start in the last one, surprisingly, and he played 28 minutes. He did not make a single shot from the field. He shot 0 of 7, and he still brought back 19 fantasy points. Okay, then. Say all that. Say he say he went 2 of 7. He would have brought back uh, probably 25 or so, or 24 fantasy points. Um, this is very solid from him. Three of his seven shots were threes. He got to the free throw line, but if he's going to start play near 30 minutes and it was a blowout but uh that's definitely a guy we can keep our eye on at 3300 uh for that power forward center and forward spots and uh there's not again there's not many guys that you can say you can get near 30 minutes at near minimum value i mentioned sequoy this is another guy at near minimum value that could possibly see 30 minutes and that's it for that game. Let's jump on over to the next one. We're trying to go quick, or I'm trying to go quick here, because there is a ton of them. This is the sixth game of the night, and we have at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time again, the Indiana Pacers at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, for the spread, we have a 227 game total, and the Pacers are six-and-a-half-point road favorites. On the injury report, we have the Pacers uh, have a lot of questionables. We have, we'll say the outs, TJ Warren, Miles Turner, Jakar Sampson are not playing. And then we have Goga, Brogdon, Lamb, and Sabonis all questionable. On the Thunder side, we have uh, SGA, Mike Muscala, and Lou Dort all out. And we'll start with, <clears throat> oh, and um, the Thunder are on the front end of a back-to-back. Almost forgot the back-to-backs there. But we'll start with the Pacers. They are the away team. Uh, if Sabonis does play, now that they're teetering on dropping to the eight, uh, 10 seed, 
uh, instead of possibly getting the eight seed. That means they have to win two games instead of one. If Sabonis plays, I think they're going to play him a lot. We've seen this before when Sabonis missed a couple games, came back, played over 30 minutes. And this is a quote-unquote revenge game. He got traded from the, by the Thunder to the Pacers. Uh, but if he plays, he's another lower-priced stud that is in my, my player pool uh, because I expect him to play 30-plus minutes, and I expect him to do some damage against a Thunder team that doesn't really pose much of a threat to him. Um, but again, we don't even know if he's going to play. If he doesn't play, you can look at Goga, but he might not play. And I keep saying it. I like him if he plays, but he's not playing. Uh, and if both of those guys don't play, by default, O'Shea Brissett, who's been playing very solid by, uh, in his own right, becomes a very good play at 5,900. Uh, we already have no Jakar Sampson, and we might not have Sabonis. We might have uh, Goga. This guy's going to play, and he's going to play 45 minutes. They, they, they might not be able to take him off the court. On And if Goga and Sabonis are both out as also, Doug McDermott is going to have to play a lot of minutes as possibly the as a smart starting power forward. And Amita Brima might have to play some minutes, but I'm not going to go there. <clears throat> uh, McDermott and Brissett would be the guys that I would look at in reverse order as uh, Brissett is shown that he has a very high floor, um, a very high ceiling, I mean. Uh, but those are two guys that I'd be looking at. And in the backcourt, we might not have Brogdon. He left early in the last game. Uh, did not return. That means I like Levert, 8,300. He had a really good game against his former team, the Nets. Uh, he might play 36 minutes and get a lot more ball handling duties here without Brogdon. A couple more shots open up as well. Uh, so that's a solid price tag against this Thunder team when the Pacers suddenly need wins. Uh, and TJ McConnell, if Brogdon doesn't play, he probably draws a start at point guard. Maybe they go Sumner, uh, but... McConnell, anytime he's getting 30 minutes or so at this price tag, 5'3", he's definitely in play for me because, especially in this matchup, uh, but he's definitely in play for me there. Uh, So there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts here because we have a lot of big guys on the injury report um, that has been submitted, not speculation, and that's very weird for them. Assuming Sabonis, Brogdon, everybody does play, uh, I guess I'll Throw that last one there. I like Sabonis. Uh, Brissett could still be solid because he might have to start at power forward. Um, and then that, that would be it. I, I would leave everybody off. Uh, I would just stay in the front court there. Let's go to the Thunder side of the ball. And the Thunder are just very weird. <laughs> they, they're they tanking, but and we know that. Uh, and this is the front end of a back-to-back, so they're Injury report is probably how it is now, and then tomorrow is going to be something completely different. Uh, but the guys that I like here that I can roll with are Isaiah Roby at 4,500. He's playing a good chunk of minutes, and he's doing a lot of good things. Uh, he's bringing back value near all the time. The last four games, overvalued. Two of them over, over 33 fantasy points. Uh, but 4,500 is not a hefty price tag, especially when we have a lot of very solid uh, mid-tier guys and a lot of expensive plays. So Isaiah Roby is a guy that I'm certainly looking at at that cheap price tag. Uh, they're, the, the front court in the pace, on the Pacers is beat up, and Sabonis and Goga are questionable right now, so it might be even more beat up. 
And I think we could take advantage of, of Roby there at a reduced price tag to some of these other guys. Uh, and Ty Jerome is another guy that I'm, I'm looking at. Not loving, but I'm looking at. He's been playing minutes, uh, some solid chunk of minutes, bring, bringing back value. The last game, he was a dud. He didn't really play too much. Um, but outside of that, been bringing back value uh, the last couple games before that. And he has some 30-point upside and an only 3,700 uh, with, with Dort out already that we know of that's a guy that you can take some chances on uh under the 4k mark but i'm not really looking to spend up any much more over much more than uh, isaiah ruby uh pokemon teeters on that line but i put him off of it all right and then the next game at 8 p.m eastern standard time is the last game at eastern standard um, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it is the highest spread of the night or total of the night at 235 and a half. Uh, and the Pelicans are four-point home favorites. And the, the matchup is the New Orleans Pelicans at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, neither of these two teams are on an end, either end of a back-to-back. And that's, I believe, that is the, nope, there's two games, but this is the first game that I've been able to say that for. Uh, and on the injury report, we have Malik Beasley and Jarrett Culver as out for the Timberwolves, and Stephen Adams, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart as out for the Pelicans. Uh, we'll start with the Pelicans. They are the away team, and I like myself some Lonzo in this matchup. Uh, we can attack the backcourt of the Wolves and most of the court of the Wolves. Uh, they have been playing better lately, but this is the highest spread of the night for a reason. Um Lonzo in a fast-paced matchup. Lonzo is much better, uh, and, and I like him. He's starting to get his legs underneath him. The last four games, he's gotten his minutes over thirty after he was came back from that injury, and they kind of coddled him into that. But he's been bringing back value the last four games, uh, and I expect that to continue again in this fairly good, really good matchup. Outside of that. I uh, like Willie G. He got the start in the last one. And if we can see that again, getting near 30 minutes with no Steven Adams at 4,800, uh, this guy grabs rebounds. This guy can score and he gets some stocks. Uh, uh, value is there for him. He, there are a lot of solid center options around that price tag. So maybe he's not going to be super owned, uh, but value is there for this guy. Uh, assuming he gets a start again, which he probably should. And then, I like Jackson Hayes. Similar reasons to Hernan Gomez. He's a good per-minute guy. He might not draw the start, but he should draw near 20 minutes, maybe more. Uh, and at 3,400 per-minute guy, he can bring back value here. I expect 6 to 7 rebounds, uh, 8 to 12 points, and a couple couple stocks are there. Uh, that's rock solid for a guy only 3,400. Um, so I like a couple value plays here. And then Lonzo Ball as my higher price guy uh, on the Pelican side. I'm not going to the top two just because we have so many other options that I feel more comfortable with uh, around their price tags. And on the Wolves side of the ball, and one of those price tags that I feel more comfortable with is Carl Anthony Towns. I like him uh, more than Zion in this one. Towns is just Carl Anthony Towns, even on bad games where he shoots 6 of 18 from the floor, he puts up 48 fantasy points. Um, Just very, very good. We know how good Towns is, and it should continue, especially without Steven Adams. His matchup just got even better 
Uh, Willie G, Jackson, possibly Jackson Hayes is not too bad, but Willie G cannot guard outside of the paint. Uh, so I really like Carl Anthony Towns in this one. And D'Angelo Russell, um, since he's come back, he's taken some of the luster of Anthony Edwards. Edwards is still getting a ton of shots, uh, but Russell's there, and he's at a slot, uh, $500 discount still. Um, he's played outside of the last two. He's played. He, he got his minutes over 30, and I ex- can see that happening again this one as the Wolves, even though they have a top three protected pick and they want it to be in the top three, they want to see what they have for the future. Uh, they want to see Towns and, and Russell together and Beasley, even though that like they've all three of these guys have rarely in the year and a half since they tr- made the trades, uh, they've barely played together, and that's what they need to see. Uh, so Russell's going to be out there, and this is a very good matchup for opposing guards uh, and a fast-paced matchup. So I like going up at their one-two, uh, and then I'll leave the rest as is for now, un- unless something changes. <clears throat> Let's go to the next game, the only game at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is the Washington Wizards at the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, we have a spread for this one, and it is the Mavs are six-point home favorites, and the over-under is 230.5. Uh, ding, ding, ding. The Wizards are on the back end of a back-to-back. The Mavs are on the front end of a back-to-back. On the injury report, we have nothing from the Wizards. I'll get to who missed last night. Uh, but on the Mavs side of the ball, we have Porzingis and Kleba as questionable, Tyrell Terry as out. And like I said, I'll get to what happened on the Wizards side, but just uh, Avia and Bryant were out in the last one. <clears throat> we'll start with the Wizards because they are the away team. Um, and I'm just liking value here. Like I said, we got to cut some some of these big guys out, and I'm probably not leaning towards uh, Westbrook or Beal here, but I'm leaning towards a guy like Gafford at 4,200. He finally is starting to get, um, break out, break over the the 4K mark in the last couple games, uh, and he's, he played 22 minutes in the last one. He's still getting babied by this coaching staff, which is baffling to me. I, well, not baffling because they're winning, but. They're playing much better when he's on the floor, so you would ex- you would have expected him to get more minutes. Uh, with even with that said, he's still a guy who can bring back value in this matchup, uh, especially when their starting front court is questionable entering the game. So I like that. And Davis Bertans, he started the second half over Raul Nito last night. I uh, did not shoot good. He only took. I mean, I shouldn't say he did not shoot good. He, he did not play too much, uh, and he only he he only put up thirteen fantasy points, but. If that's something to continue moving forward, that he's going to draw the start at 3,900, yeah, can take some shots there. Um, people are going to probably take some shots at Alex Lynn because he's still playing the majority of the minutes at center, uh, even though he only played 13 minutes last night because Rolo got hot and Rolo um, played a couple games ago. But, yeah, uh, I like Gafford and Bertans the most out of this one. Uh on this team for the value there. And on the Mavs side of the ball, I think Luca is an option. He is the second highest priced guy on the slate. I uh, probably won't run and go to him. The only game he played against the uh, Wizards, he put up 47 fantasy points. He, he averaged under his, <clears throat> um, his, his 
Ugh, I can't even speak. He averaged under underweight on on his assists and and points for the season. Uh, got pretty much the same rebounds, but uh, he's in play for me because this is a fantastic matchup. But I'm going to be underweight on him. Outside of that, uh, if Porzingis misses, maybe I'll have a, a slightly more weight there. Uh, but outside of that, we can look at Tim Hardaway Jr. at 4900. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, don't mind either, but Hardaway has the bigger upside because he can get hot. And this is a matchup, a fast-paced matchup that what Wizards give up a lot of points, don't play great defense, that he can find his open shots and he can get hot in it. Uh, and that's why, like, Hardaway, I know he's coming off a big game, so he might get more exposure than on normal. But uh, when he's hot, he's hot, and you can ride those peaks before the valleys come. Um, and then I'm looking at the center position. Uh, fortunately, this game starts at 9, so we might not have the news, but Porzingis, Kleba, both questionable, means oh, Willie Cauley-Stein probably draws the start again. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith might draw the start at the power forward instead of small forward, and they can go small. So we'll see exactly what happens there. Maybe if like a, a Trey Burke or something starts, I would look into him. But I think Willie Cauley-Stein would draw the start at center if both those guys miss. Uh, and he, at 3,200, he's a very good permanent guy too. And when he's playing a lot, especially against a team that doesn't have much interior presence uh, outside of, I would say, Gafford, who doesn't play as much as he should. Yeah, Willie Cauley-Stein becomes a very good, very good bargain bin um, play for me. And that's where I would look. But uh, that's this is dependent. Their front court is dependent on what happens on the injury report. But we might get some solid value there. <clears throat> the next game of the night is... The second game of the night that doesn't have a team on a back-to-back. Uh, the And this is the Denver Nuggets at the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, this game is being played for the third and fourth seed in the standings uh, as we speak. The Clippers are a half game over the Nuggets. So whoever wins this game has the three seed. Um, the spread in this one is the Clippers are four-and-a-half-point home favorites. And the Nuggets are in the total is 223-and-a-half. On the injury report for the Nuggets, we have Will Barton, Monte Morris, Jamal Murray all out. Zeke Naji as questionable. On the Clippers, Patrick Beverly, Amir Coffey, Serge Ibaka all out. And Kawhi Leonard is questionable. I wonder um, if he plays, and that's big, and unfortunately that this doesn't start till at till 10 o'clock. Uh, but the guys that I like in this one, uh, on the Clipper or on the Nugget side, they are the away team. I like Jokic. Out of the, we just went by Westbrook. We just went by Luca. Um, I like Jokic better than both of them, and that's why I'll have less weight on that matchup. Even though that's going to be higher scoring, uh, and that's a very good matchup. Um, Jokic with no Barton, no Morris, no Murray. Uh, Jokic is the number one option, and the Clippers. The easiest way to attack the Clippers is in the paint. Um, and Jokic had an awesome matchup against these guys in the in uh, in the playoffs last year, and this is for the three seed. So I very much so like Jokic in this matchup, uh, depend, even if Kawhi plays, regardless if Kawhi plays. Um, if Kawhi plays, that makes me not like Kev- Michael Porter Jr. as much. Uh, probably not going to have – I'm going to be underweight on him because we have so many other options, but he's he's solid. Kawhi Leonard is one of the best defenders in the league and uh, makes me not want to play Porter Jr. there. He played himself off the court in this matchup previously also in, in last year's uh, playoffs. But I'm just sticking to Jokic and leaving the Clippers defense to alone. Um, 
out on the other side of the ball. Big one. I'm probably not going to play anybody outside of GPPs. Nobody in cash. I would wouldn't mind playing Paul George in this matchup, but I don't know if Kawhi Leonard plays. And if if Kawhi Leonard plays, I don't want to pay 10k for Paul George. Uh, and if Kawhi Leonard plays, I don't know if I want to pay. I don't really want to pay nine one for him, knowing that he's possibly on a minutes limit. So in GPPs, maybe I'll try and separate myself from the pack and throw some Paul George in there. Uh, just in the hopes that Kawhi Leonard doesn't play. But that's pretty much it. I, I can't trust it in cash, and that's why I'll be underweight on both and mostly leaving uh, the rest of the team or this team alone in particular. It's just it's a solid matchup, but um, and it, it's going to be competitive. But with both of them in the lineup, I, I don't really trust anybody else. On a 10-game slate where we know that there's some solid value out there, uh, I'll leave it alone. But I know people probably want to hear about DeMarcus Cousins. And if you want to take a shot at him, uh, you can. Just know it's Jokic and could get in foul trouble. But under 3-9, if you want to take a shot at him, okay, I'm probably not going to do it. Next game is the last game of the night, and it starts at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have the Toronto Raptors, I should say Tampa Bay Raptors, at the Utah Jazz. Uh, We have a... 222 and a half game total and the jazz are seven and a half point home favorites the jazz are on the back end of a back-to-back the raptors are on the front end of a back-to-back on the injury report for the raptors we have boucher lowry trent and watson all out the jazz don't have any submitted but mitchell conley both missed the last one uh, and both should be out for this one as well. Conley possibly could return, but I don't know if they'll risk it here uh, against the the Raptors. <clears throat> with that said, we'll start with the Raptors, uh, who are the away team. And the people that I'm looking at are, I mean, OG at 7K. The guy's just on a roll. Uh, ride the ride the wave while you can. Like when you're playing roulette, just keep riding black, uh, red or black if you're playing on the outside. Uh, until it until it fails, and this guy's just continually churning out value, taking a ton of shots. He's making a ton of shots, uh, and he's just hot right now. And he's the only guy I can trust here. And then you consider that we can attack the um, the power forward position here, uh, or small forward position here, uh, with Joe Ingles entering the starting lineup and playing more on ball. Uh, yeah, I think OG, we can look at him one more time. And Malachi Flynn, with no Kyle Lowry here, Van Vliet is playing beat up. He said it himself in emphatic fashion that he's not healthy. So Malachi Flynn should see another solid chunk of minutes. Um, this guy's playing. He, he's he's playing very well, and he's only 4,300 still. That's a very good permanent guy. He does a little bit of everything. He's uh, pretty much a lock for a steal, couple assists, couple rebounds, points in the teens, and at 4,300, he's one of the better value plays of the night. Uh, that's probably the extent that I'm looking at on the Raptors. Even without Mitchell and Conley, I still don't want to run at their defense like that. But on the um, Utah side, I don't know. I don't really like too many people. Gobier, Clarkson, Ingles, all expensive, all over 7K, and I like other options. Uh, Bogdo, 
not bad, but 6'6", I don't want to pay that for a guy who doesn't do much outside of scoring and the and, and a steal. Um, but I do like, as my buddy Will says, gorgeous Nang. Uh, <laughs> Nyang. I like the I like gorgeous. <clears throat> I don't know if it it is it's gorgeous, but gorgeous sounds so much cooler. Uh, at thirty seven hundred, that price is gorgeous. He's been playing a lot of minutes, um, minute over half the game for the most part, and he's bringing back value. The guy can shoot, and he does a little bit of everything. Not not a great extent, but he does. He pitches in here and there enough to where. Uh, he can bring back value at only 3700 So that price tag makes sense to me. And Derek Favor started the second half over Rudy Gobert last night. So that is something to keep an eye on. I don't think it's something crazy because they were getting uh, beat. But if in the event that happens again and Gobert sits or whatever the case may be, Derek Favors, yes, at 3100 he will be in my lineup. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I don't want to pay up too much on this side of the ball uh, for everybody's price tags is very reflective of no Mitchell and Conley. Uh, there's not much value to be found there. <clears throat> All right, guys, and that'll do it. And before we head on out of here, let's break down our uh, favorite tiers of the night, I guess. <clears throat> and I'll start with the high price guys. And we have so many of them. Uh, there's so many guys over 10 K here. Um, and a lot of the guys I like uh, have a lot of front court guys that I like. So in the expensive tier, I'll mainly be paying up for uh, for the over 10K. I guess we have a, I'll have to do two because we have the Super Saiyan tier with seven of them. But I like Curry 10-6 against the whatever the Rockets want to call defense. Uh, even when they won the game the other night with Kevin Porter Jr. going nuclear, they still gave up an enormous amount of points there. Uh, so I like him in that matchup at 10-6 on the Super Saiyan tier. Uh, <clears throat> and on the mid-tier, there's quite a few guys, and a lot of it, some of it's dependent on the injury report and whatnot, but what we know of now, um, there are some guys that very intriguing, and one of them is Isaiah Stewart at 6,500. Again, just very safe against the Hornets. He should play over 30 minutes or at least 30 minutes. Guy's been putting up permanent numbers. Double-double is a, a near certainty unless he gets hurt or fouled out in the first quarter. Um, 6,500, he's going to bring back value there. There's some higher upside guys there that we can attack, but for a safe floor, Isaiah Stewart is that, at six, even at 6,500. And then the value play, so under five, uh, under five k, uh, we have quite a few guys here, and I, I think a couple guys make sense are Tim Hardaway Jr. in that matchup at four nine. I, for the reasons I mentioned, the Wizards just give up a lot of shots, a lot of threes. They play fast. They don't. They, they play fast and loose, and that's Tim Hardaway Jr.'s style, uh, especially if Porzingis misses. That's extra minutes of possible nod in the starting rotation. Uh, so I'll very much so like to look there. And then we'll throw one more under 4K, uh, and that'd be, well, I, I was going to say dependent on the injury report, but we won't even do the dependent on the injury report type of thing here. But um, Mo Va- or Malachi, or I'm going under 4K, my bad. Mo Wagner, 
3,300. He got the start in the last game. Possibly should start again in this game against Memphis rematch. 3,300, you're not going to be find many people who put up 30 points uh, and or 30 minutes, I should say. And he put up nearly 20 points without making a shot. So that's some solid value there. And that'll do it for another episode of D, uh, DFS Hoopballs DFS today. Uh, tomorrow, Mike will be on, but good luck to you guys tonight. And we will catch you again uh, when we catch you. As my buddy Will says, peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.